0: And there's something about the way that someone who, you know, looks like you thinks and moves and problem solves that is really valuable to learn from. And I think it's a little bit easier to connect to.
1: The Life in Motion podcast is brought to you by Actual Outdoors. They help build beautiful brands that highlight the approachable and authentic parts of outdoor recreation. Said simply, they keep it real. Learn more at actualoutdoors.com. This is a Life in Motion audio experience, a podcast about travel, action sports, culture, and more. What's up, and welcome to episode 182 of Life in Motion. I've got Sierra and Katie with me from Advice for Girls, a full feature-length film with an all-female cast and production crew set to inspire women and girls to take up space in the industry. I'm excited to hear their story and what they're doing to inspire the next generation of female shredders. Uh, Thank you both for being on the show today.
2: Yeah, thanks for having us.
1: Absolutely. I'm excited um, and I'm excited to dig deeper into uh, the film, of course. But before we do that, uh, let's kind of cue that up with kind of each year's kind of background story, um, kind of what got you um, into the industry. And we'll we'll kind of use that to segue into the mission and everything about the film. So, um, Katie, if you want to go first.
0: Yeah, my name is Katie Cooney. I was one of the still photographers and did all of the film's artwork. Um, I grew up in Madison, Wisconsin. It's a little Midwest gal from tiny ski hills, and now I live out in Driggs, Idaho. Did I nice. cover everything there?
1: Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll bounce, we'll bounce back and forth. But what, uh, what about you, Sierra?
2: Um, so yeah, my name is Sierra Schlag, and I was an athlete and producer on Advice for Girls. I was born in New Jersey and learned how to ski when I was two years old. Um, And then my family made our way out to Park City, Utah, and I started competing in moguls there Um, and eventually made my way to college, started the free ride team, and started getting sponsorship in the ski industry um, after I graduated from college. Um, And so I've just continued skiing and hardening my harnessing my craft um, and then gaining more sponsorship. And I worked on a film project, my first film project last year, um, and that led me to working on Advice for Girls.
1: That's awesome. So it sounds it sounds like with uh, you is kind of a uh, product of the family as far as getting into uh, uh, skiing and kind of the snow world and everything, right? Yeah,
2: I come from a strong family of skiers. <laughs> That's what we live and breathe
1: that that's awesome that's awesome and then uh katie as far as like the uh kind of the production and kind of that stuff obviously i know that's kind of what you did now but how did you how did you kind of get into into that kind of in the first place maybe as a kid or did that happen during college or um
0: that happened as a kid for me my dad was a science journalist and i grew up around dark rooms um for the university that he worked at and i was just enthralled with cameras kind of from the get-go he stuck a camera in my hand I think he gave me my first one when I was nine or ten which was so exciting and my parents still have that camera and then skiing has kind of just always been one of my biggest passions I had a Norwegian grandmother who stuck me on skis when I was two so the two things have kind of come together in my life to be both work and play Um, and that's led me to be working in the outdoor industry and ultimately to advice for girls.
1: That That's awesome. Um, and it sounds like obviously both of you had a very early uh, start um, on, on the snow. I think the first time I went snowboarding, I was a sophomore or a junior in college, I believe. Um, and... Uh, that was that was my only time. However, it was it was a blast once I figured out how not to or how to stop properly without just falling down. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that's awesome. So and, and definitely um, kind of different but uh, unique backgrounds in that sense. So how did you all end up, um, I guess, c- uh, connecting?
2: Um, so I ski for the same ski company, Atomic, with Addie Jacobson, who is kind of the brains behind the operation and came up with the idea for the film. Um, and she messaged me this time last year and asked if I wanted to be in like a short seven-minute film. Our friend Sarah, who Sarah Beam Robbins, who directed the film, um, was on that call and we we're like, oh, this will be fun. And then Sarah was like, I think this message should be more than just a seven-minute film. and. Push Came to Shove, it evolved into a 45 minute feature length film. And um, we all kind of connected through Instagram. Um, we were looking for female creatives, and then we were going up to the Tetons where Katie lives, and we're in need enough we're in need of a photographer. And one of our cinematographers is Lamotte, was like, wait, my friend Katie lives up there. She's a great photographer, and she's been really stoked about like the project. Um, And that's how we met Katie. And then turns out she's multifaceted and does a lot of illustration and graphic design and has helped us on that front as well.
1: That's awesome. Kind of a a perfect fit there as, as you will and kind of an organic organic sense. Um, So, so I guess let's um, let's kind of pivot to uh, the film itself. Um, You know, you mentioned um, um, whoever kind of reached out to you about the idea where, where I guess, did that initial idea uh, come or come about? I guess before um, they reached out to you all.
2: Yeah, Addie has Addie's like whole mo in the ski industry is to like inspire and empower women, and so she's just mm-hmm. kind of seen a lack of equal representation and wanted to make a film, just kind of like empowering the next generation of girls in the ski industry to like take up space. Um, so that's kind of where it came from.
0: Addie Jacobson had a journal entry in which she wrote some advice that she wished her younger self could hear. And then she brought that idea to the team and it was so resonant. And we felt like so many other little girls and honestly, women of all ages should be able to hear that kind of advice.
1: Yeah, that's that's uh, that's great. And, and especially kind of looking at it from that uh, I guess, internal perspective might be the the best way to, to word that. Um, and also, I want to say I, I love the term take up space. Um, but um, anyways, so I, I guess what, what was, I, I guess, the, you know, I'm sure that was kind of built upon, you know, that, that journal entry, but kind of what was the initial kind of, or I guess maybe the main points or takeaway, you know, from from that that entry before it kind of came in or became this, you know, this thing. That's a good
2: question. (laughs) I think from like the from that journal entry, like women have been taught for so long that like they need to be the smallest version of themselves and fit Mm -hmm. into spaces that are and especially with skiing and action sports in general, it's very male dominated. And we've been told to conform to those spaces and just kind of exist in a very male-dominated space, which is not always beneficial, which is not honestly not really beneficial to women. Um, And I think what evolved from that, it's like, we need to have that representation on the screen. And there have only been two feature-length all-female ski films in the past 10 years, which is not enough. And so we're like, we need to show up and give people this representation and make people stoked on women skiing.
1: Yeah, that's also
2: awesome.
0: another
1: thing- No, I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: Um, another thing that I think came out of that journal entry was reflecting on the fact that a lot of us have kind of internalized the message that there's only space for one woman in a ski film, maybe two, because that's what we've seen on the screen over and over and over again. And Addie really wanted to bring forth this message that there's space for all of us from all different walks of life as women in the ski industry. And so our film wound up having 26. Wow. Is that number right? Like 26 different yeah. women skiing in the film. Yeah. So it kind of, you know, I don't want to hear there just aren't enough women out there anymore because we've got 26 <laughs> of them <laughs> and, there's, and more. there's more. Yeah,
1: that's, that's awesome. And, and you know, the, going back to the point where you said you know there there have been like two like all women films you know within the last 10 years or whatever um me i'm not really personally in in the snow sports side of things but i did grow up BMX uh BMX biking action sports that kind of stuff um and you know mm-hmm. it's it's insane to me kind of the the female um riders that are coming up and like starting to get like this I guess publicity is the right <laughs> word to say it. Um, but it, but it's cool to kind of see it, I'll it, a, a slow shift, um, but kind of see that kind of perspective a little bit change, at least on the, on the BMX side of things. And you all, you know, pushing it on that way as well, saying, Hey, we, we can do this too. And we can shred just as hard, um, or, or probably uh, harder <laughs> in most cases or for most people. So, um, so, so that's awesome to be able to kind of, um, you know, pull that all together or, 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 or promote that, I guess. Um, and, and to show other, um, other skiers and whatnot to, uh, you know, that they can do that. They can, they can be the highlight in this case. Um, so, so when it came to obviously, you know, the idea for the film was there kind of the, the reason behind it was there. Um, and I know we talked a little bit about kind of bring it all, bringing it all together, but What was kind of that, I guess, the timeline and sort of like the process? Um, I'm curious, just because, you know, I'm sure there's, you know, travel and then connecting with, like you said, you know, 26 different or so athletes um, that are featured in there. Plus, you got the producers, illustrators and all the other film filmmakers and the list goes on and on. How I guess what was the timeline of bringing that all together and kind of what what was that kind of flow like?
2: Yeah, we like to say that we built the plane as we were flying it um, <laughs> because it took us 10 months from start to finish to complete the film, which is not a lot of time to make a 45-minute length film. Um, so I was approached like right before Thanksgiving last year. Um, and then, you know, we were meeting once or twice a week to try and get all this information together, reaching out to athletes and other filmmakers and photographers and, um, And we started pitching the project, I think, end of December, beginning of January, to brands to get sponsorship dollars. Um, And then we had our first filming block the beginning of February. And then it felt like we were just filming for probably the rest of the year. And luckily, we had an amazing snow year um, out west. And we filmed basically from February till May or June, potentially, just because there was so much snow, especially mm-hmm. in Utah, it just didn't stop snowing. Um, so and then, and then is and Sarah, who were both the cinematographers and edited the entire film, were editing pretty much all summer up until October when we released the film to the public, <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: that's uh no that sounds definitely uh, jammed packed as as far as getting that all together so you know you mentioned kind of these different um film sessions now what was it kind of you know were you getting a uh, i guess big groups together at once or like how i guess how did that that flow work or did it kind of work with like whoever's schedule you know um you know depending on who could be there all at once or kind of what what was what was that like
2: yeah we each so we had like different segments or like scenes, I would say, um, that included different women's stories. And so it was a lot of logistics, just trying to figure out everyone's schedules because they're so busy. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, we would go up to certain areas. Like we started filming in Alta and we worked with athletes in Utah. Um, And then we went up to where Katie lives in the Tetons. And we filmed with like some of our pioneers, AJ Cargo and Lindsay Dyer. And then some of our, um, we call them Groms. They're just the younger generation skiers, so they're like ages twelve to seventeen, um, and they all lived in the same area, so we filmed there. Um, and then we have a segment that has like fourteen women, which was really hard to do logistics <laughs> around, um, but that was filmed in Utah. And, um, yeah, we somehow like all pulled off these different segments with all of these wonderful women. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it was definitely a dance of everybody's calendars and the snow and all that good
1: stuff. That's great. And then, so it, it, and it sounds like, um, so, so each, each kind of each person's kind of part or segment or whatnot was, um, not only you know the the skiing aspect of it, but also uh, it sounds like kind of the the story of you know how they got involved in progression, and I'm sure some other things like that, which obviously builds into uh, the part of um, you know more more uh, females taking up more space within the industry. Um, so so being able to tell those stories sounds great. What was kind of like the I guess the camaraderie of of you know when you know especially you know when you have a, a large group together as you mentioned before, you know, it's been, you know, 10 or two videos in 10 years before that. So like that opportunity, uh, obviously is, is, pretty rare for everybody to come over with like a, a, a specific thing like that. So kind of what, what were kind of those like relationships and kind of filming days, like maybe, uh, different outside of like a normal day on the slopes.
0: It was a really, really supportive environment. And I think everyone was very grateful to be involved in the project, whether we were on the production crew or an athlete so that really resonated throughout the experience um, that we had while we were out filming we were also really intentional as a team about setting expectations and creating an environment where everybody could ski their best and feel their best emotionally and physically while we were working together and that was really, really important to us. So we spent time at the beginning of each filming block, sitting down with everyone, talking through the film, talking through the way that we work as creatives and the way that we wanted to work with them as athletes. And ultimately it was a really collaborative process. Um, Sarah Beam Robbins is also a very collaborative director and she wants to like, she wants the athletes to be excited, which is great. So we're not asking them to do the craziest, gnarliest thing all the time. We're asking them to do something that they're gonna be excited about and proud of. In front of the camera
1: yeah and that's 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 cool kind of that um i guess laid back style might be the the best way to say it you know where you're not you know doing uh doing the crazy thing but you're you know at the end of the day you're stoked to see that uh come up on the screen um and it and it's cool to kind of you know i kind of the answer that i thought you were to say as far as everybody being psyched and excited um from that perspective during during the filming and everything are, are there any like i don't know maybe like unique like behind the scenes stories i guess of you know th- you know over the the 10 months or whatever that that was taking place that kind of really that stand out that might be uh uh might be uh, fun to share
2: um i have a story so we were in crested butte filming like a ski mountaineering segment so that's like you're backcountry skiing and you're going up like a couloir or a really steep chute um and i typically travel in the backcountry with men and this time it obviously was with all women and this was Addie's first time going into terrain like that um and it was my first time leading a backcountry line um because i'm usually with men and they're in front of me making a lot of the decisions and i remember we crested over the hill and we saw the line for the first time and i went up to sarah our director and i just was like i'm feeling a little nervous um, especially just because Addie was so green to like that type of backcountry skiing. and I was like, I feel like I just have her life a little bit in my hands and I'm <laughs> a little nervous because I've never done this before. <laughs> and Sarah just was like, you've done this so many times and just because there isn't a man like leading the way, like you're gonna be fine and you totally got this um And then it truly is like one of the most confidence inspiring, days in the backcountry I've had just because I got to step into that leadership role that I rarely get to do and it was really fun skiing so that's like one of my favorite memories I would say
1: that that's awesome and that that story you know it, it kind of sounds like sort of the, the the crux or the idea of the whole film you know in the, in the first place kind of you know that that you all can go out there and be the leaders and do that so um glad glad that all worked out well and was a huge uh Confidence boost from from that end of things. Um, Katie, what about you? Does anything stand out to you?
0: This is always such a hard question because we all had such a blast pretty consistently throughout the filming process. Um, one of my favorite memories was when we were filming a backcountry line outside of Grand Targhee, and it's a line that usually skis really terribly. It's called Split Decision. And it faces due south so it gets just cooked in the sun all the time the snow in there is usually terrible but it's a really pretty line so we went out there to film and we had just epic all-time awesome snow conditions Um, and the second day we were out there sarah islamat and i all got to ski that line with our cameras which was pretty cool and that just was like kind of a cool moment to me that i was out filming a women's ski movie with female creatives and we all got to do this thing together and and then just sit there and be like wow this was awesome and just sit in that awesome for a second.
1: Yeah. No, that's 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 great and kind of you know going you know I can only imagine you know the 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 10 month process of of doing everything, organize everything, filming everything and then obviously putting it all together in the end. Uh, you know, kind of going back to to when I was a kid riding BMX bikes. You know, I do little well, quote unquote you know video parts or whatever. And I remember how exciting it was to do that just for a weekend. Um, so, like having like almost a full year of of doing that and so many different pieces and people involved with that um, is is really awesome. So, uh, and as you mentioned, kind of as as, as you're kind of, um, building the plane, as you were flying it, as you mentioned, you know, one part of it was, you know, kind of getting the, um, the industry support sponsors, you know, all that good stuff to kind of help, um, help. And then I'm sure obviously, um, you know, promote it once, once it did go live, what was, what was that kind of like? Was it, um, I, I guess, you know, were people stoked to get on board just because, you know, what, what you were all doing and kind of the importance of it, or like, what are, uh, I guess what what was that part of it like?
2: I think I like to think of it in three parts. So we originally went to brands to get sponsorship dollars, but making a feature length film is really expensive, and so pretty much every brand was like, "This is amazing. We're stoked to support it. Here's money." but it wasn't enough money to pay us all. Um, And so we turned to Kickstarter. um, That's kind of like our second wave of funding. So we raised over $47,000 through Kickstarter, which showed like our community is hungry for these stories. They're excited about this film um, because we as women also are just like second guessing ourselves like do people want this? Like are they going to be judgmental about this? Um, And then kind of the third way – of funding is through our tour. So we've had a nationwide tour with, um, I'm, the number has gone up, but it's probably like 25 sold out shows so far. Oh. And we're still having um shows across the country. So, uh, so like people obviously are stoked about this. Katie also designed merch for us. So that mm-hmm. has also been going back to funding us. And one thing that we really wanted to do with this project is pay everyone involved their day rates because typically with these larger scale projects um athletes don't get paid to be in them um they get paid indirectly through their sponsors Um, and also creatives like photographers and videographers are asked to work for a fraction of their day rate and so we wanted this film to be equitable for everybody involved and so paying everybody their day rate was a really big goal of ours and we're like almost there with reaching our goal of like fully funding the film, and so it definitely was a labor of love, but we kind of <laughs> executed it well, I guess. We had to be scrappy though.
1: <laughs> that's that's awesome. Um, so I so a curious part. I don't I don't know. Uh, I've I've never done a Kickstarter before, but you know, you mentioned obviously there's a lot of um, backing and and support from that. And, and I'm I'm curious, and this also kind of goes back to the, the part of or the, the one of the main points of the film, w- was there a way to see like what like the demographics were of of the Kickstarter supporters? Like, like, I'm just curious if like there was, you know, a bunch of guys that were like really stoked and getting on board with with supporting you as well.
0: There were um, our audience and our support on Kickstarter still skews pretty heavily toward women, but. There have been a lot of really excited, supportive guys in our life and in our community at large that have showed up for us and helped share about the film or helped get it in front of someone's eyes Um, and on Kickstarter too. And I think our entire team was watching the list of names come in on the Kickstarter because it's like babysitting that thing. (laughs) It's all or nothing. We all kind of had like a constant eye on it. And every time... A name came through that was familiar particularly if it was a supportive guy friend family member partner whatever it made us all feel so validated and appreciated um which was really you know not that the women's support is equally exciting and thrilling but to have that support from guys when Sometimes you just kind of get pushback from dudes in the ski industry. It felt so good to us.
1: That's awesome. And that's, that's what I was, uh, I was hoping to hear, uh, when I, when I asked that question, kind of going in there blindly, but you know, that, that would, that was kind of my assumption yeah. that, you know, the, the, the dudes would be just as, as stoked to support y'all and what you're doing and all that too. And, and obviously, uh, you know, monitoring, monitor, monitoring, uh, that the, uh, the entire time while the Kickstarter was live. Um, to 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 be able to do that and, and like you said, kind of get that that validation in that sense, um, is is really awesome. Um, uh, because it, it seems like the whole project, even like you know the behind the scenes stuff, you know, was kind of the the everything was kind of fulfilled, I guess, in in that sense. So, um, but so you mentioned you've done you know over you know twenty five different showing and and tours and that kind of stuff. Where where all have you have you mm-hmm. all I guess gone or kind of like what is what does that look like? Cause you know, obviously there's, there's, there's the production, there's building up and all that, but then, you know, you, you know, you show it at, you know, I don't know exactly where you're showing it. You talk about that, but then you, you see these people who've never seen the film before, watch it. And you like get to take in, you know, their emotions or, you know, whatever that is. Um, I'm sure that's amazing. So like what, I guess what are some of the, those kind of aspects of the tours you know where you've been kind of like the feeling and stuff that you're getting uh from from that kind of immediate feedback
2: we have been going we've had tour stops from portland maine to snow palmy pass washington so truly across the country and it's been in gear shops it's been in legitimate theaters it's been kind of everywhere um and overwhelmingly the reaction is just so positive and there are little girls there that are like so excited to just see all women on the screen there are older women that are just like so grateful for these stories to be told and that they're relating to everything in the movie and that doesn't happen when you go out and see like a TGR movie or a magic production movie just because they're skiing crazy lines in Alaska and there's not a lot of storytelling happening in those films and so it's just like it's really empowering and amazing that all of the people there like that was awesome and like we want more and we can finally relate to a ski movie
1: that's awesome katie do you have anything to add to that A
0: couple of thoughts um one being that in sun valley we had probably about a third of our audience um was girls under age 10 and it was really really cool to see this yeah it was awesome there's kind of this cohort of women in their like 30s to late 30s that grew up as big skiers that live in Sun Valley. And they all showed up with their kiddos. And to see a line of little girls out the door waiting to see a ski movie that was all women was so cool. It was so exciting. Um And then, you know, I guess the other thought was that the tour, something that's been important to us with marketing the film is that, yes, it is so much for women, but we really need guys and allies to show up and support the film and see it as well because we need them to hear the message Um, and if they think it's just for girls they're gonna miss that and part of the goal of the film won't be recognized so we really do want guys uncles dads brothers everyone to show up and see the film too
1: yeah absolutely and that that makes sense and it's it's cool to see, as you mentioned, kind of the, the the younger girls kind of show up and and do that as well. It seems like, you know, I've had a lot of different um, guests on here d- do different things within the outdoors, um, but the the female guests always say, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't see, you know, I had somebody who's talking about kind of fly, actually she did a bunch of things, but her, her latest kick is fly fishing. Um, and, you know, when she first got into that and then the rafting and fly fishing and all that stuff, like she didn't see anybody like her out there. And that was kind of like, so, so she's kind of trying to change that for the perspective. And there's, there's other stories as well, but it's, it's, uh, and obviously you all are doing the same thing from, from the, from, from the younger generation that as well, because it's almost like somebody just needs to be the first person to do it, um, you know, and, and to kind of help shift or create that shift and that change of, of mindset. Um, and then, yeah, I totally agree with you as well as about, you know the guys seeing it and kind of understanding the the you know the the real message behind it um just to help grow and and build that support within the industry and fellow skiers and and everything like that so that's that's really awesome um so so outside of the 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 tours and st- our stuff and the show and the the showings are is that is like right now is that the only place that you can um find the film
2: yes yeah, so we are going to release the film we don't have an exact date yet but end of january beginning of february um on storyteller overland's youtube and that's where you'll be able to access it but we are still having showings pretty much through december and january
1: that's that's awesome that's awesome and and, and it's been kind of exciting to uh you know kind of hear, hear the story and the and the journey and everything um and before before I wrap up with the final questions, I wanna ask is, is there anything that I didn't think about asking or covering uh that, that we should talk about?
0: This is kind of like that advice for what's your advice for girls question that always stumps us. <laughs> <laughs> um hmm. it's just kind of a fun tidbit from tour, but one of my favorite tour memories I think is gonna be seeing all of these little girls walk out the door with a signed poster from a women's ski movie. And they are so, so, so stoked to take that thing home. And I it just, it, I keep coming back to the thought that it's so cool that all of these little girls that have seen the film and we've had little boys take a poster home too, which is awesome. But all these little girls get to grow up with a women's ski film poster on their wall, on their door, whatever. And I hope that that, you know, is just kind of a constant reminder to them, even if it's buried in the back of their little brains. That they can do it because they have that visual reminder now um that women are welcome in the ski industry and they saw that movie when they were little and i hope that it makes it easier for them to show up and not feel like they have to limit themselves.
1: Yeah. No, no, no I love that. something you know, kind of going back to the, you know, looking up to somebody that 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 looks like you, I guess, in, in that sense, uh, you know, with the poster and and all that and, you know, kind of inspiring that. So, and, and then that kind of goes, you know, builds in a, a little bit, you know, to, you know, one question I always like to ask our our guests and, you know, either um either of you can take this and run with it or or pitch in, but um, you know, f- I guess what what would you say, I guess, and, and maybe this is kind of a two part, but as far, you know, maybe maybe you're a parent with um you know, a, a young girl that has interest in skiing or maybe it's some other sport, but something that's kind of predominantly you know, male in that sense, and there's there's hesitation for for whatever reason in there. like what I guess what advice would you tell the the parent to help kind of push push the kid over the edge? obviously in, in, a, in a positive way, but then also, you know, to, to help, um, I guess, you know, that, that kid themselves kind of, um, you know, not, not be afraid to jump into something where, you know, it might seem like there's uh, a lot of guys and they're intimidated for whatever reason, because of that. But what what would you kind of tell, I guess, both parties (laughs) to, to kind of, you know, go, go to the other side and just, and just, you know, enjoy the sport or whatever it is that you want to do.
2: That is a good question. (laughs) I think (laughs) growing up when I started mobile skiing or just going to ski school in general, I really benefited from having other girls around me. And on my freestyle team, there was two freestyle teams where I lived and one of them, all my girlfriends were on. And then I was on the other one with all the boys. Mm -hmm. And I think just being able to like, seek out that community and like, listen to your kid and like, what do they want to do? And they know what's best for them, even though they're young. Um, And so if they want to seek out that community or try a different type of skiing or a different sport, like let them do it because them making those decisions gives them more confidence to confidence to be in that space. Um, But I think also just like having your like mom be an amazing role model for you. That was, I grew up with a single mom and she's like the most strong independent woman I've ever met. And she showed me what it's like to be confident in male-dominated spaces. Um, mm-hmm. So just like setting that example for your daughter,
0: if they need it, they probably do need it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm no parent, so I don't know if I'm giving the best advice here, but yeah. I was going to say something similar about finding female mentors or women role models or someone that your kiddo can connect to if they're in a space where they maybe feel a little bit of hesitation. Yeah. Um, I was the only female ski instructor at the ski resort that i worked at for a very long time like as a teen and in my early 20s and so i skied with a lot of little girls because they were more comfortable learning with me and there's something about the way that someone who you know looks like you thinks and moves and problem solves that is really valuable to learn from and i think it's a little bit easier to connect to too like I've taught women to mountain bike and they're like oh I've been trying to work on that with my boyfriend all summer and we just fixed that in five
1: minutes (laughs) (laughs)
0: so I think that goes for both adults and little kids like if you have someone that you know is in your corner and can and is a good role model for that sport that makes it that much easier for you to feel like you're welcome in that space and maybe that's a cousin or a friend's sister or whatever but if you can find a girl that loves to ski to ski with your little one, that's probably a good way to start for her.
1: Yeah, I, I love that. I, I think, uh, you know, both, both perspectives and, and um, y- you know, looking from both the, the parent perspective and the kid perspective as well, I think we're we're great. You know, don't be afraid to kind of, um, you know, one, support your kid, even though if, you know, it's it might seem something a little different than, than what you're used to um, and kind of help build that confidence with them making that decision that they want to try it. And then, yeah, finding those, those, those role models, if you will, to kind of help, um, you know, help, help promote or guide along or, you know, whatever activity that they're doing. So I think that's great. And so to that point, where, um, where can people find you online, um, uh, to see, see, uh, what you're up to tours kind of obviously when, when the film is, Um, available to the to the public in that sense as well um where where can they keep in touch
2: um you can follow us on instagram at advice the number four girls underscore film um we also have a website advice for girls that has pretty much everything all the information you could ever want on there um Mm -hmm. And
1: yeah, awesome. Well everybody, definitely make sure uh, you check them out uh, as 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 you've heard it's kind of a, an awesome journey of how they got there, but the end result um, is is inspiring uh, many many women older older and younger it sounds like. Um, so I, uh, I appreciate you taking the time to come on to share your story kind of give us some of the behind the scenes but um, also what you're doing to inspire uh, women within the industry
0: Thanks for having us. We appreciate it. yeah, thanks for having us Jeremy. Thanks for listening.
1: And hey, if you've made it this far and like what you've heard, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about life in motion. Until next time.